Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And we're excited today. Our guest is Carrie Michael. Um, she lives here in Lehigh, and we got to talking on some adventures about her life, and it's like she's traveled the world and had a million international adventures. So we're going to share some of those stories in the next couple episodes, and are really excited about that. Um, so welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, we want just a little bit about her. She was originally born in Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> originally born in Holiday, currently lives in Lehigh with your Amazing husband and three kids, seven, five, and two. Yeah. Good yes. job. And you're a stay-at-home mom and most of the time and then works part-time as a financial advisor. Yep. Yeah, is that right? Yep. Perfect. Do you work as a financial advisor for yourself or for a company or? Um, so I am with a firm. It's called Yield Financial Advisors. They're actually based out of Texas. But for the most part, I just do my own thing. But as having securities licenses and things like that, I have to have my license with like parked with a brokerage, if that makes sense. Yes, 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 yes. So I mostly just do my own thing, but <laughs> I do work under a firm technically. Oh, I'm so excited. I have <laughs> much to pick your brains with over the next, our lifetime of friendship, <laughs> I'm sure. And then a fun fact about you, um, you had said that you went to your 30th country on your 30th birthday. How so amazing cool. is that? Yeah, that was really cool. It was Portugal, Yeah. I think. My husband and I went and backpacked. Morocco, Spain, and Portugal. Oh, my heck. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was fun. Did you play a lot? Like, do I, I didn't get married till I was 34, so I traveled a lot in my 20s. Was that kind of like for you, or did yeah. you do a lot with your husband? Or? Yeah, so I got married when I was almost 29. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually, um, I think my second country that I went to was just after I graduated from high school. So most of those were between the age of, like, 18 and 29. And then I'd been a few places with my husband, but we had kids pretty quick. So <laughs> that kind of puts a damper on things. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, so it's awesome. Like 10 years of story. We're going to have you come back many, many times. <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> Any plans of taking your kids traveling or what's your yes. thoughts on that? So we had, we actually had a month long trip planned to Italy for March of 2020. Of course. And so, cause I had a baby in November and my husband was supposed to get six weeks of paternity leave, but he was only able to take two in the very beginning. So we're like, we still have this month. Let's go to Italy. And we found tickets for the whole family for wow. like 1200 bucks total. Um, and so we had this whole month planned out in Italy and then COVID happened. Aww. But we do have a goal to move to Europe. Um, I think it's four years now. We want to move to Portugal. Oh, wow. so oh, I speak Portuguese and it's supposed to be one of the cheaper countries in Europe. Oh, yeah. So that seemed like a good fit. <laughs> I feel like we could stay there and then yeah. you can like travel from there. And yeah. Oh, that's really so, neat. So that's a goal that I we love have. It. Okay. Okay. Then we got to really enjoy you for the next four years. <laughs> <right? laughs> and then. That's the hard thing is like leaving things though. It's like, do I really want to leave things for a year? I don't know. I know. But, but a year is a year. I feel right. like it'll happen. I have a friend in Spain right now and they're fine. I'm sure. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. Well, you wanted to share a story with us from um, your travels in Bangkok, Thailand, mm -hmm. um, and getting stuck in the airport. Yeah. And uh, first, like, 
lay the scene. Like, what were you okay. doing in Thailand? Yeah, and... like, what? Because I think Thailand looks gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. It's so my favorite pictures. country, actually. So there was this time that I was there backpacking, and then I actually did an internship there after college and lived there for, like, six months. It's my favorite. But, um, so I was... So, so, so wait, wait, wait. So why, why did you internship? How did that work? So my brother-in-law is half Thai, and mm-hmm. his family lived in Thailand and ran, like, this huge international food company. Uh-huh. Um, so I internshiped with his dad's company. Oh, so that is so cool. So, That's so cool. And, and yeah. you did what part, things as you were interning? Like um, Mostly I was trying to set up, so they use third-party brokers to get, Mostly their products here into the United States, but that took a big cut of their um, profits, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I was mostly trying to find connections to where they could just get their products directly. Okay, to, kind of cutting out middlemen. Yeah, cutting out the middleman. So um, whether they actually implemented everything I did, I don't know if mm-hmm. they did or not. But because I went to BYU, their business school, and so I had some connections there. A guy who actually happened to work in, like, the food distribution mm-hmm. industry. So mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <gasps> oh, yeah. So what brought you to Bangkok this time for this story? So I had been teaching English in China um, for about four months. And China is really funny when it comes to school. Like, they, I swear they fly by the seat of their pants. So sometimes we would show up, we lived on campus at the school, and sometimes we would show up in the morning and they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like this festival. We don't have school for the next two weeks. And it's like, oh, you didn't know that when we saw you yesterday? Like <laughs> You could have told us? Yeah, and so um, it was actually after the, the semester just ended like three weeks early. Uh-huh. I don't really know why, but we already had our plane tickets home, um, so we just had like these three weeks. So they're like, you can go do whatever you want. If you want to hang out in China, if you want to get a flight home early. Like my sister was there with me and she just decided to come home early. Um, But me and two other girls. So I was 19 at the time. And then these two other girls were like 17. And we're like, yeah, let's just go backpack Thailand. And my oldest sister had done it before. So she was like, yeah, totally go do it. Like. Gave us all this advice. Um, So we did. The three of us flew down to Bangkok, but we had all our luggage from living in China for four months. Oh, goodness. So we left it at the airport. Like, they had lockers there and stuff. And left it there at the airport and then just took our backpacks and backpacked. We actually did Thailand, like Phuket, um, mostly southern Thailand, Bangkok, those things. And then... Did Cambodia and went up to Angkor Wat. I don't know if you've heard of that, yes. but that was super cool. That was really fun. Um, and where did you stay, by the way? Like a little hostels? Or? Yeah, we were just in hostels mm-hmm. everywhere we went. And I don't really remember how we did it because I remember every time we got plane tickets or train tickets, it wasn't when you could just go online and buy them, mm-hmm. right? Like you kind of had to go through a travel agent or have someone book it for you or like run grab them for you Uh anyway so that we'll get to that later where that (laughs) plays in but um anyway so we had been backpacking Thailand Cambodia for about two weeks and then I think we flew in from Phuket to Bangkok 
for our flight that was supposed to leave to Hong Kong the next day. So we got into Bangkok the night before our flight. And we're like, we'll just sleep in the airport. Like, we don't really want to get a hostel, like a taxi to a hostel, and then come back to the airport. Like, our flight was supposed to leave at 7 or 8 in the morning or something. So after sleeping in the Bangkok airport all night, we get there. Which like, is a madhouse. I've been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's totally crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Wait, like, what do you guys mean? Like, explain. So there's, like, a million place. people, and they're all stacked yeah. in together, and there's, like, key, like all the terminals are everywhere. Yeah. I don't and know. I feel like it doesn't really shut down at night. Like, mm-hmm. you know how, because I've slept in my fair share of airports, and it seems like they all kind of shut down at night. It didn't feel like Bangkok did, that yeah. I remember. Like, all night long. Craziness. Yeah. Like, tons of people, like, yeah. sardines everywhere with their luggage, and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we um, we go to check into our flight in the morning. And the first thing they do is they weigh our luggage. For some reason, the flight from Bangkok to Hong Kong is considered a domestic flight because it's so short. It's only like an hour, hour and a half. So we had our luggage from living in China for four months. And they're like, um, you're going to have to pay for all this. We had spent like our last penny. We had all like, because we're like these poor college students and we um, just didn't have a lot of money. So they're like, well, you're going to have to pay for this luggage. And we're like, uh, we don't really have any money. So we're like trying to get the weight down Mm -hmm. as much as possible. So we run into the bathroom. We're like, seriously, we all have like five layers of clothes on. We're like putting on all our jewelry, like five pairs of socks, like anything we can do. We're just layering it all on. We're like stuffing stuff in our pockets, like all the heavy stuff, you know, just trying to get it down. We go back to the counter and they weigh it and they're like, nope, not good enough. So we go back to the bathroom. We stuff more stuff in our pockets and we're just like trying to get the weight down as much as we can. This time we go back and they just kind of look at us and laugh. <laughs> and we were still overweight, but they're like, uh, we'll just like, do you have this much money? Like, can you just pay? And we're like, fine. Like we can pull, like we're scrounging together all the money we have to like pay for our luggage. And they're like, it wasn't as much as it was supposed to be, but they're like, whatever, crazy Americans, <laughs> you're fine. Like we'll let you through. Um, but it was only at that point that they looked up our reservation. I don't know why, like, they hadn't looked up our reservation up to that point. And so they're like, uh, you're actually not on this flight. We're like, what are you talking about? Like, yes, we are. Like, here's our receipt. We had, like, a printed receipt, and we're, like, mm-hmm. showing it to them. We're like, yes, we are on this flight. And they're like, no, we're not finding your reservation anywhere. So they, like, go and call their manager and everything. And they're like, no, like, we really just don't have you on this flight. So how about you guys take a seat over there and we'll try and figure it out. Um, so finally, like, I think like an hour later, they come up to us and they're like, good news. We found your reservation. Bad news. Your flight has already left. Yeah, I was going to say. So we're just like, crap. We're like, they're like, we can get you on this flight tomorrow. And we're like, no, you don't understand. Like, this time tomorrow, we're supposed to be on a flight from Hong Kong back to the United States. And this was like, you know, we were fairly young. Like, I'm sure we could have figured out that situation. But we're just like, no, we have to be in Hong Kong. We have to be on our flight home. 
Um, and so we're like, are there any other flights going to Hong Kong today? And they're like, no, sorry, like this is the only one. And so your next choice is tomorrow. And so we're trying to figure out what to do. There's like this little internet cafe in the airport. And so we're going over there. We're like pulling all the quarters out of our pockets, like trying to find all our money so that we can pay for like 20 minutes on the computer so that we can message our parents and be like, hey, we're stuck in Bangkok. We don't really know what to do. <laughs> um, and so we did. We got a hold of our parents. And then I don't remember how. Somehow we got a hold of. We had made a friend in Shanghai um, who... Uh, yeah, was a member of our church and we had connected with when we were up in Shanghai and he had worked like all over Asia. He was an American. Um, so he had worked all over Asia. And so we connected with him and he's like, okay, if you guys can get a flight to Macau, then I'll have one of my friends in Macau pick you up and take you to the ferry. Um, and so the some, ferry to so Macau is like an island off the coast of Hong Kong. Mm. So there's a ferry in between Macau and Hong Kong. Oh, okay, so then much. from Macau you could ferry into Hong yeah. Kong. Okay, and get your yeah. flight. Okay. So and this is like this had taken like a couple of hours to figure all of this out mm -hmm. and finally get through this. And I don't mm -hmm. remember. We did get on a flight to Macau. I don't remember how because we didn't have any money left. One of our parents might have like called and paid for it for us. <laughs> I I don't really remember that, but I know like somehow we got to Macau and by the time we got there, I think it was like 10 o'clock at night. Like it was dark outside. I remember. And this strange guy who we don't know, didn't really speak English, picks us up and we just like load up in his car. Like, I hope <laughs> this is the right person right? and he's taking us to the right place. Um, but oh, he goodness. dropped us off at the ferry and then we took the ferry to Hong Kong. And then it was another hour drive from where the ferry drops you off to the Hong Kong airport. Um, so we finally got to the Hong Kong airport at like midnight. And then we spent another night in the airport. And the next day we... Woke up, met with the rest of our group that had been off doing other things this whole time and <laughs> caught our flight home to the States. So. You're like, we've had an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> and it was crazy because it was like, looking back, it's like, huh, I was like 19 years old. The other two people with me were like 17 years old. Like, oh my word. would I let my daughters <laughs> do that? But, you know, <laughs> but you did. it all worked out fine. It and did. We, we made it home. So. What I think, yeah, I was saying, what I think is really cool though is as crazy as all of that was, I think it's so cool that you guys did that instead of, you know, like thinking, well, we could go around and visit other places, but what if everything doesn't line up? Blah blah blah. We'll just stay here. You know, there yeah. are so many times in all of our lives that it's so easy to just be like, oh, there's so much unknown. And the reality is, like, yeah, when push comes to shove, we are so good at figuring things out. You know, yeah. so I think that's so cool. And I've never been on an international trip where something doesn't go just like terribly wrong. Yes. Like it's just bound to happen every single time. And granted, that was like my first big international trip by myself, like without family. But I feel like yeah. on every trip, I always get if a trip is long enough, <laughs> I will always get sick. I will always get lost and I always will have something stolen. <laughs> like, those three, and then I feel like. If you're okay with that, 
then you're fine with traveling. <laughs> but then, like, exactly. You just happens. expect it. You just prepare yourself for it. And yeah. It's bound to happen. You're going to miss a flight. You're going to miss a bus. You're going to miss something or lose something. Or, But like you're saying, like Debbie yeah. says, like, you are adaptable. And and a lot of times, I feel like the, the local people aren't as scary as you think they mm-hmm. are. They're just regular people For trying sure. to live their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, are not out to get you generally. And so, like... Yeah. I feel like you're if you're nice, especially if you know a few words in the language mm-hmm. and are just doing your best, like you can get a lot of help. I feel like, oh, you know. For sure. And I feel like Bangkok especially, like a lot of times I talk to people or even like my husband, I'm always like, oh, I want to go to Bangkok. I really want to take the kids to Bangkok. And that's like super scary to him because I think like the Asian culture and the busyness and everything is like so foreign that he that's stressful to him. But to me, Bangkok and like Southeast Asia is the easiest place to travel. Yeah. I feel like all the Europeans do it. It's just like the Americans that have like this fear. But it's like there's so many tourists there, which sounds bad, but they're like chill backpacker, like laid back type tourists. You know what I mean? But the people there are so accommodating and so helpful. I think because that's just who they are, but also they realize like that's a big part of their economy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I never like felt like we were in danger or in a sketchy situation. That's or whatever. Because awesome. so, I feel like yes. Mountain Mamas, this is our first year trying to do international trips, mm-hmm. and I totally want Em to go to Bangkok um, <laughs> oh as gosh, in our it. next ten in our ten year plan. Because I feel like um, our big we're gonna do Italy in a couple mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. and that'll be our I think our token Europe trip. But I feel like. For, like, Mountain Mama style is kind of like, you know, like the backpacker style. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. I don't <laughs> know so, how. Sorry, I feel like I was just going to say, like, so we're going to do a lot of travel in, like, Central and South America on our trips. And then a lot of Southeast Asia. That's the next step. Because yeah. I talked to a gal who did a lot of travel. And she's like, I haven't even gone to Europe. It is so expensive. That I can was do me. so much. Europe was, other- like, my last continent. Yeah. I done, like, all South America, Central America, Southeast Asia, China, but. I did finally hit up Europe, and there's lots and of really good. fun I mean, things there. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah, there's so I'm many just, other places. I prefer cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> like in Bangkok, Southeast Asia, like it was fairly regular to find hostels for like a buck a night. Oh, and man. like if you wanted a private hotel room, then you're going to splurge and spend 10 bucks a night, right? <laughs> like it's just so cheap. And I don't know. I mean, I haven't been there for, what, 10 years, but... What would be, like, your top, like, three places to see in Thailand? Like, Mountain Mama style. (sighs) Oh. This is, like, bringing up more stories that I I could do for, like, a podcast. Um, (laughs) So, Bangkok is a must. Like, I'm not generally, like, a huge city person, but Bangkok is just so fun and, like, so vibrant and so, like, I kind of love the chaos. I don't know. My husband would not like that. But it's fun. Um... Phuket or like Krabi or some of like the southern islands are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like those. Like if you're going for like that stereotypical Thai beach, right? Yeah. And I would say like Phuket. Um, another really cool place is, um, and of course I just forgot the name, Chiang Mai. Chiang, did I? I think I went to Chiang Rai. So there's Chiang Mai and then Chiang Rai. And it's right on the Lao border. But it's also where, like, the... um, It's called the Golden Triangle. It's where all the drugs go through. So I can tell you a story about (laughs) 
um, hitchhiking through the Golden Triangle. Um, but that's just so beautiful. And that's where you get into, like, the mountain people and, like, all those different tribes that are really cool. And, yeah, I really love cool it. stuff. I think we yeah. need to, I think you need to be one of our Mountain Mama International Advisors because I think, like, oh, oh. I would have so much fun with that. I would love it. Oh. And we get to recon. That's, anyway. Um, Heck yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much, Carrie, for coming today. I'm so grateful yeah. to hear your stories. As you said, like, listeners, we're going to hear from Carrie a lot more in the future, <laughs> un- um, undoubtedly. Um, but thank you for sharing your stories with us today. And, of course, if you would like to hear more fun stories like Carrie had, and why wouldn't you, then make sure that you are clicking <laughs> subscribe or something along those lines, depending on whether you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, basically wherever you can get your podcasts. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to leave us a review of what you think about the podcast. Uh, let us know your thoughts and then give us whatever stars so that helps people find the podcast. Also, it helps us kind of know what you like, um, what kind of things maybe you even still want to hear. And be patient on our reply because I actually have no idea how to do that yet. So, But we'll get around to figuring out the technology. <laughs> I don't know that you can reply, at least on Apple. I know we can't necessarily reply, but we can at least read over them and then that can give us some <laughs> okay, ideas <laughs> no if you if you want to give us something though where um where we would be able to reply that's going to be on instagram is where oh we are you on, should share that yeah yeah so we are on instagram and it's mountain mamas m-t-m-a-m-a-s i think right we should know this. I'm on this every day at M-T-M-A-M-A-S. Yes. <laughs> and, and you can just DM us there and we will respond to those because I do check those. Um, so, yeah. So, if you want to get a, like, conversation going, we can do that. Oh, look at all this technology. I'm just Fancy. learning Instagram this year. So, thanks. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Well, that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.